Welcome to episode 42 of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we're looking at The Thing, simply because we've already done the other three Fantastic Four members, so might as well wrap it all up before the podcast series ends with episode 50 this December. So I'm not going to go over how cosmic rays change DNA and the odds of them changing all the cells in a body consistent way and how that's incredibly unlikely, as in infinitesimally unlikely. We'll just assume it'll never happen. I'm not going to go through that in detail this time because I've done that in previous podcasts with the other Fantastic Four members. In the Thing's case, there's also the difficulty where his mass increased significantly with no identifiable source of the matter or energy that went into that. So that's the problem with the conservation laws. So at this point, what I'm going to say is that the method by which Ben Grimm gained his powers and became the thing is just not scientifically sound. So that doesn't work. But once he's got those powers, once we have some way to transform Ben Grimm into the thing that we see he's become, once we've made that step, can his powers work as they're depicted? Because there may be ways to do that. For example, in the J. Michael Straczynski run in the title, he actually went back to their origins and set it up so that what happened to them was not a random thing. So what powers and abilities are we talking about? Well, he's got a pretty massive change in his size and appearance. He's become much more durable, and he's remarkably strong, typically at the level where the character can lift about 85 tons above his head. So apart from the change in appearance, he's got a pretty standard set of powers, strength and durability. Well, do they work for him? Well, first of all, we have to figure out what limits human strength and how do we build muscle mass and muscle strength. Is there some sort of process that could potentially allow a human to somehow get to the point where they could bench press 85 tons? Well, we know that lifting weights is one way to build muscle and that they say to do that effectively and really build muscle, you've got to feel the burn. So what's that talking about? Well, there's a couple major body parts involved when you're lifting things. There's the muscles that actually produce the driving force and move our limbs, and there's the skeleton that's the structural framework underlying it all. When we exercise our muscles near or past the current limits, lactic acid accumulates, and that's that burn that you initially feel. So if you work just until it burns and stop, that can clear away in a few seconds when your body circulates, and there you're working to tone your muscles rather than actually building them. But if you keep on working and do the heavy lifting after that, You can start destroying muscle tissue, and that will produce a burn that lasts for days. Because you're not just clearing out excess lactic acid, you've actually got destroyed cells to clear out. But in response, your body will replace whatever number of damaged cells there are with a larger number of new cells. And that's really how bodybuilding works. The muscles get bigger because you're actually putting more cells in those muscles. So we can continue to build muscle mass by destroying muscle tissue and letting it heal properly. And actually find out that low-intensity workouts during the healing period can improve the quality of the replacement muscle tissue. And I'd like to put out thanks to DrMerkin.com for reminding me of some of the details I only vaguely remembered from high school 20-some years ago. Right, so why are there limits to human strength? Why can't we just keep working out and building more and more muscle until we can lift heavier and heavier objects? Well, how much you can lift isn't just limited by the muscles. How much you can lift is also limited by the strength of the bones they're attached to. Our skeletons can only take so much stress, and that's the other thing that limits human muscular development. So in short, Ben Grimm's super strength makes much more scientific sense than the Hulk's, 
The thing doesn't just have stronger muscles. He's got an exterior layer of rocky and more durable material. We know that it makes him more durable because he's able to not only withstand bullets, but much tougher things. So it's reasonable given the amount of mass that they say he has and the physical shape and structure of the platelets that these plates he's covered in could be of the kind of density and have the kind of structure it takes to not just withstand impact, but to also act as an exoskeleton, kind of like having plate mail armor around his entire body. That will tremendously increase the structural support in his body, so it's way beyond a normal skeleton. With that, we can also dramatically increase the upper limit of his strength, because now his strength isn't limited by what's not going to snap his bones into, because that outer layer just tremendously jacks that up. Now, I have seen some sources online when I was researching this that claim the Golgi tendon also limits the strength by producing a negative feedback loop with the brain, so that if you try pushing your muscles too hard, the Golgi tendon forces your brain to stop. I've seen other sources that say the brain can only stimulate a given number of muscle cells at a time, so if you build your muscles too much, it just can't make them all fire. But even the websites that cite those sources, if you go to the cited sources on the websites, we see that the Golgi tendon claim is a result of a single study that wasn't conclusive in its numbers and hasn't been reproduced since. So that may not be a major factor. As for the limit to the muscle cells being stimulated, well, the muscle cells themselves could be part of the mutation, which is likely, since Reed couldn't find a cure. So it wouldn't be beyond him if it was just an exoskeletal structure. There's probably changes to Ben's physiology all the way through. So it's not unreasonable to assume that these increased muscles could be fired with the brain power he can now provide. So finally, if we set aside the question of the thing's origin and how Ben Grimm became the thing, and just look at the final results, then the thing's powers do get a pass for the science. Given the structural exoskeleton he has, it is entirely possible that he could become as durable and super strong as has been depicted in the comics over the past 66 years. Well, that's it for this month. Suggestions are still welcome to finish out the year. You could send those suggestions to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes, on Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. And finally, thank you for listening.